I'm Pat Duggins, News Director at Alabama Public Radio. Welcome to part one of our podcast, No Stone Unturned. Ever wonder what it would be like to lose your family history? APR spoke with people who have. Knowing that that cemetery is there and it is just, it's, it's just thrown away. It's like, it's like taking my grandfather, my great-grandfather, and just trashing them. When we were able to get out of the South, we left the South and didn't look back. You know, most of us, they went North or uh, wherever. And so those cemeteries, they were abandoned. An estimated 400,000 people were held as slaves in Alabama at the time of the U.S. Civil War. Historians say thousands of these captives left the South following the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. Others chose to live out their lives in Alabama as free men and women. APR News spoke with the descendants of some of these people. They told stories of the difficulty in finding their ancestors' burial sites due to unmarked graves or bad records kept by their white captors. APR News spent nine months looking into efforts to find and preserve slave cemeteries in the state. Part one begins with some high-tech clues to this centuries-old problem. my equipment in the back of a Honda CRV. How about that for efficiency and good engineering? It's a quiet morning in a wooded area on the Black Warrior River, north of Tuscaloosa, and Len Strozier is getting ready to go to work. It scissors up like that. The scissoring Strozier is talking about is a collapsible rig about the size of a grocery store shopping cart. It has big black wheels and a box on top with buttons and a small view screen. There's another box down below. All right, this is a ground penetrating radar machine. This is a two GPS machines. A radar antenna that looks for airplanes typically points up. Strozier's antenna looks down. What interests him lies underground. Just a matter of putting it together. Strozier uses his equipment to scan for things like buried water pipes that are leaking. That's about 30% of what he does. Today is how he spends most of his time. He's looking for bodies. Just walking around. See, there's one right there. And that took less than a minute. Right now, I see an air pocket where a body was buried in the ground. As the body's placed in the ground, if it's not embalmed or protected with a vault, everything breaks down. It degrades, decomposes, including the wooden casket. Strozier runs Omega Mapping Services in Fortson, Georgia. APR News invited him to scan this two-acre spot near Tuscaloosa. We're at the old Pruitt Slave Cemetery. It was set up in the 1820s by John Welch Pruitt, a local plantation owner. The one unmarked grave Strozier found was just for starters. A more complete total came later. In less than 30 minutes, 40. It's just walking around. I've seen 40 burials out here. There's a handful of tombstones and plain burial markers at old Pruitt nowhere near the number of graves Strozier found. And this isn't just an issue involving the dead. There are the living as well. My father drove us there. I was probably maybe, I want to say six or seven. Meet Patricia Kemp. And he'd drive us to a place and then he'll tell us what it is or who they are. As an adult, Kemp did some research and she thinks she has ancestors buried at the old Pruitt Slave Cemetery. By that time, the burial yard was disappearing as trees and scrub brush took over. At one point, Alabama listed Old Pruitt as one of the state's most endangered places. It's just dwindling away. It's being washed away. It's being, it's, it's just thrown away. It's like, it's like taking 
my grandfather, my great-grandfather, or my father, or my mother, and knowing that they're buried there, and just trashing them. Old Pruitt isn't the only slave cemetery in the state. Researchers from the University of Alabama and Huntsville say up to 200 slaves rest here at the Mount Perrin Cemetery just south of the Tennessee border. That doesn't count the estimated 10,000 enslaved people believed to be buried nearby in Huntsville. I was able, you know, to find my great-great-grandfather. Ollie Ballard thinks that ancestor of hers was one of them. He was enslaved in Huntsville in 1842. And he was on the Longwood Plantation, and we found his name, and then his son's name, uh, Caswell, and Caswell Jr. But that doesn't mean Ballard can visit her great-great-grandfather's gravesite. She's not sure where that is. There are oral histories told by family members and the few records Ballard could find, but that's all. And if you've never heard a story like that before, we met someone who has. All the time. All the time. That is... That is one of the most, it was outrageous. Ethel Alexander is with the Birmingham African American Genealogy Group, the largest of its kind in the state. She says even if family members find the cemetery where their enslaved ancestors are buried, questions often remain. They may not see anything but a rock. They may not see nothing but a tree. You know, you're not going to be able to go say, oh, that's my grandfather, great, 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 great slave. Every day you pick up the paper, there's a new slave cemetery. That's Lorraine Allen. In case you were thinking that slave cemeteries are just an issue in the South, they're not. Allen is working to preserve a burial site in Bridgewater, New Jersey. She says convincing her grandchildren that an estimated 12,000 slaves were in the Garden State just before the Civil War is tough. They call me Mimi. Mimi, for God's sake, we live in Somerville, New Jersey. I said, do you realize that they still have Ku Klux Klan's ramblings in certain areas over here? Everything that happened in the South happened here in the North. Make no mistake about it. Here's the burial right there. That's a baby. And it's down about four feet, which is going to be typical. Four to six feet is the golden window, really. Back at the old Pruitt Slave Cemetery in Northport, Alabama, Len Strozier's been doing some thinking. His preliminary scan with ground-penetrating radar showed 40 unmarked graves. Now he says he's ready to make an educated guess about what he calls the other unmarks. I would say there would be at least 200 unmarks in this acre and a half, at least that, without a doubt. Each of these unknown burial sites can represent a mystery to a family somewhere. But you don't have to have an ancestor buried at Old Pruitt to be involved. For example, that's Tuscaloosa native and former world heavyweight boxing champion Deontay Wilder. His connection to the Old Pruitt Slave Cemetery is in part two. Hi, I'm Pat Duggins, Alabama Public Radio News. Thanks for tuning in for part one of our podcast, No Stone Unturned. Here at APR, we mentor student journalists at the University of Alabama. One thing we teach in the newsroom is that being a broadcast journalist is often like being a home builder, except you don't know what kind of a home you're going to build until you get to the work site. If someone leaves you a pile of wooden logs, you build a log cabin, that sort of thing. Working with Len Strozier of Omega Mapping Services, he had the ground-penetrating radar gear. He was like that. 
Strozier kindly agreed to stop by the old Pruitt Slave Cemetery and do a radar scan for APR. He was on a return trip from a client in Memphis at the time. Years of experience scanning cemeteries has turned him into a scholar when it comes to funeral rituals. Here's part of our interview that we didn't get to use during the main body of our story. What do you see? Uh, I'm finding another row of them. You can see another row of burials right here. You see cedar trees. Whenever you see cedar trees, eight times out of ten, the cedar tree is going to be at the head of a burial. It's going to be at the head of the burial. If you've ever been to a Masonic Rites funeral, the brothers within the local lodge will always have a cedar ball on their lapel. Symbolism evergreens for everlasting life. The last part of their observance as Masons is to, uh, is to unpin the cedar ball and throw it into the open grave. Well, in the day, before it being embalmed, the cedar ball would go into a grave, and as the body would decompose, pardon the expression, but it would become fertilizer for those cedar balls. And as that would happen with the moisture and everything, the trees would come up right there. So whenever you see, you see cedar trees, see there's a log down there, the base of the cedar tree, right at the head of the burial. So that was a Masonic burial. You learn something new every day. Be sure to tune in for part two of our podcast, No Stone Unturned. We'll focus on the connection between the old Pruitt Slave Cemetery and former world heavyweight boxing champion Deontay Wilder of Tuscaloosa. We had production assistance from WRSU-FM at Rutgers University and WVUA23-TV in Tuscaloosa. Special thanks to APR's Joe Moody and Nala Pena. Our podcast producer is Caroline Vincent. I'm Pat Duggins. See you for part two of No Stone Unturned.